0: AgriTalk is brought to you by Full Scale from Helena. Grow strong returns this season with breakthrough foliar nutrition from Full Scale at Reproduction. And by propane. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers. Environmentally friendly propane can fuel most anything on the farm. See how at propane.com. Beans and bean oil were higher, meal was lower, corn slightly lower. And wheat saw double-digit losses stretch into the closing bell. Lean hog futures did some backing and filling. Feeder cattle were higher on the losses in corn. And live cattle futures saw another round of contract highs.
1: Live, fueled with clean, burning Amerahall via Farm Journal broadcast, this is Talk. This afternoon, it's a conversation with Clark Neighbors from BIS Commodities, and right after the news, Oliver Slope from Blue Lion Futures. I'm the handsome newsman, Davis Michelson, and now the host of AgriTalk, Chip Flory.
0: All right, Davis, thank you so much. You know, uh, the wordplay, it's just it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Powered Love by, it. what, AmeriHall?
1: Yes. Oh, it's clean burning. Clean Ameri-Hall. burning. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Welcome. Welcome to AgriTalk. Glad that you are with us this afternoon. One more day. Mm -hmm. One more day of trade in 2022, and we're going to call it a wrap. So, um, you know, when it it comes time to take a look back at 2022, which we're going to spend a little bit of time doing today, Uh we would be uh, remiss if we did not talk about some of the wildest basis trade that uh, that i can remember i i mean it's definitely Mm -hmm. in the top three or four years of basis trade that we've had and and i can't think of anybody else to talk about that with than clark neighbors bis commodities does fantastic job of tracking what is going on in the cash markets on a regional basis and uh yeah i'm looking forward to getting into the the details of some of the basis trades and how long is it going to stick around? We'll talk about that with Clark coming up in the next segment. But first, yes. let's go ahead and get to the news, bud.
1: Chip, wheat futures followed yesterday's solid gains with a high-range open and a low-range close. However, March SRW wheat futures are grinding slowly to the upside with support at the uptrend drawn off the December 6 and December 19 lows. Hmm. The HRW market has also been choppy, But is pushed to the upside while trading in a seventy three cent range in December. (laughs) The increase of Russian missile strikes on Ukraine failed to support wheat prices, as the world remains anxious about another surge in global COVID cases after China lifted restrictions. March HRW wheat futures were fifteen and three quarter cents lower at eight sixty six and one half. March soft red wheat down eleven and one half cents to seven hundred seventy four. March spring week closed at 9.14. That's down 20 today, Chip. Yeah, we had a great conversation about what's
0: going on in the energy markets with Phil Flynn from Price Futures Group on this morning show. And, you know, he made the point at, in anticipation of China lifting the restrictions, it was, oh, my gosh, that's going to be so bullish because of all the uh, – because of the increase in demand for raw commodities in China – which very quickly turned into the, oh, no, China is lifting its restrictions. COVID's mm-hmm. going to spread around the globe again. Could shut down some economic activity. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more as the show goes on.
1: Well, Chip, risk off became a theme in the corn market today with spillover pressure yep. from wheat and increasing concern over China's lifting COVID restrictions spread through the markets. March Corn Futures posted an inside trading day and opened near-session highs, closing mid-range. March corn futures are in a solid uptrend from the December 7 low as many traders have trimmed Argentine corn crop expectations. With one day left to trade in December March corn has already posted a 48 and one half cent trading range just this month. March corn futures three and one quarter cents lower today 679 and one half. May corn slipped two and a half cents to 679. July corn futures closed at 672 and three quarters. that's down two cents today. Those are some impressive moves in less than
0: a month from the low to the high. 73 cents in HRW wheat, 48 and a half cents in, in March corn. I mean, it, it's felt sideways, but it's been
1: up. Well, March soybean futures were caught in the middle of sharply higher bean oil prices and lower bean meal prices. Still, beans traded to a new high for the month and spiked resistance at Tuesday's highs. Since posting a low in early October near 1370, March bean futures have established a pattern of higher lows and higher highs, while climbing to back-to-back higher closes above 15 bucks. Crop losses in Argentina have provided support for bean prices. Soy product spread unwinding at the end of the year forced a disconnect of soybean oil from today's losses in crude oil futures. March soybeans two cents higher today, 15.16 and one quarter. May beans up to 15.23 and a quarter. July soybeans closed the 15.26 and three quarters up one and three quarter cents. Chip,
0: yeah, like a we're working on a buck forty, buck fifty rally from the October lows to the highs that we posted today. So that's an impressive move in in the bean market, no question about it. I mean, it's a lot more than a sideways market when you're doing that.
1: Well, March cotton futures posted an inside trading day with a mid range open and a low range close. March cotton 62 points lower today, 82.64. On your livestock side, choice graded boxed beef prices were solidly higher yesterday and traded slightly lower this morning. Traders expect higher cash cattle bids deep into 2023. February cattle posted a new contract high and the first close above 158 to open another layer of upside price potential. February cattle a buck five higher, 158.85. April fats gained 67 and one half to 162.45. And January feeders up 32 and 5 cents, 183.80. And finally, after surging sharply higher to start the week, front-month lean hog futures have given back gains but remain inside of Tuesday's trading range. February <laughs> lean hog futures down to 12 and a half, 88.67 and one half. April down 87 and one half, 95.70 chip.
0: Yeah, that's an e-ticket ride. When you uh, rally more than three and a half bucks on Tuesday, and then work on giving it all back in the next <laughs> two days, it's uh, it's quite the move. All right, thanks, Davis. You bet. Let's bring in Oliver Slope, Blue Line Futures. Good afternoon, Oliver.
2: How are we doing, Chip? I'm doing all right. What's this bean market trying to tell us? Well, I. I... I I think there's a lot going on here. You mentioned that, uh, you know, things kind of seemed quiet, but we're rallying. And I think the quietness is more or less just kind of a state of mind as we inch towards the end of the year where everyone's just used to it being dead. But we're actually seeing some pretty good movements in the market. We obviously got the big move higher to start the shortened week and and beans. And we're, you know, being pretty sticky above 15 bucks, which I think is encouraging. We got a partial fill of that gap that goes back to, I think, June uh, 17th in that March contract, uh, 1524, 1528. Yep. So I think that's going to be a, a pivotal spot as we turn the calendar over if we're able to break out above there or if we reject it and start to see uh, some some profit taking after the nice trend we've had, which really yeah. starts all the way back to October.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, first close above 158 in, in uh, February cattle. I like that. That's picking up some momentum to the upside.
2: It it sure is. And honestly, I was just expecting us to stall out 156, yeah. 157, especially towards the end of the year. The cash market hasn't really set the world on fire. It's been more or less a stick in the mud, but the futures keep grinding higher, which is a bit of a surprise. But I still like you know laying off some risk here. If guys got to do it, and I think looking at the options market gives you the ability to do it, not just in the in the livestock side, but the grain side as well. If you look at the CME volatility indexes for the grains and livestock. They're all at very, very low levels. So you're able to get pretty relatively cheap protection on it. If you want to remain bullish, you know, all four, get your pom-poms out. But I think it's important to take advantage of these higher prices. Outstanding. Good work, my friend. Happy new year, Oliver. Same to you, Chip. Take care.
0: All right. That's Oliver slope blue line futures. Talk about, uh, one that contributes on a consistent basis to agri there's a guy we thank oliver for doing that in 2022 look forward to more in the year ahead clark neighbors next
3: to produce higher yields and greater value at harvest timing is everything full scale from helena helps soybeans reach their full potential with breakthrough foliar nutrition and reproduction
1: On your favorite radio station or your preferred digital device, Agritalk is live every weekday.
0: I really like it when Oliver comes on and gives us a, a few thoughts on what he thinks is going on in the markets. I mean, he's he's always got some chart points queued up and, mm-hmm. and some talking points. It's it, good stuff, Oliver. Thanks, man.
1: Well, it's a good thing you're happy with it. I mean, the guy comes around like, I don't know, it seems like once every week.
0: Yeah, at it's least weird. once a
1: week.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know? that's right. That's right. Welcome back. I'm Chip. That is Davis. Yo. This is AgriTalk, and let's get Clark Neighbors in here from BIS Commodities. Clark, welcome back. Happy New Year.
5: Happy New Year to you, Chip. How's everything going?
0: We're doing just fine. Just fine. How's things down there in Cedar Rapids today? We got all the way to 42 degrees today. I know you're warmer down there.
5: My uh, Toronto shows is 59
0: right now. Jeez.
5: That's a big yeah. switch from a week ago, huh?
0: It absolutely is. I mean, and then you go further south of you down. I think I saw down at Washington, they were in the 60s.
5: Wow. I- wow. What's that 100-degree change in a week? Counting
0: windchill, <laughs> counting windchill, no doubt, no doubt. We were just talking about that during the break, and then here we are. I don't know why, but it's forty degrees. And uh, over uh, over the lunch hour, I stepped outside, and there there was a small hatch. I not a lot, but just some bugs flying around. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Anyway, just that's some of the crazy stuff that I notice uh, from time to time. How uh, how you doing? Everything okay?
5: Everything's good. Everything's good. good. Had a good Christmas.
0: Great, great. So let's look back at 2022 here a little bit. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about specifically what happened today, but I don't want to, I don't want to get too far into the conversation without having this. Let's look back at 2022 and that basis trade, Clark, because it's, uh, it's up, it's up there in the top five of craziness in the basis world. Uh, that, that I've experienced in my career what did you make of it?
5: yeah I would say you're being uh, generous on the top five has got to be one of the top two I would almost yeah. say um, you know if you encompass the entire year as the cash market was generally the leader all the way along uh, the leadership changed locations it changed uh, segments of the market in other words from, maybe the uh, domestic uh, ethanol being the leader to now the feed markets in the West being the leader Uh, the same way in soybeans going from exports to crush. But just, I I guess the thing that jumps out at me, Chip, is just the, not only the values and the, you know, the (laughs) multi-year highs if all-time highs and basis in certain markets during the year, but also the differential in different areas. And, and, you know, the job of the market is to uh, find supply and feed areas that are lacking supply, which is obviously what we're doing right now with, uh, you know, the strong basis in the West. I mean, I was looking this morning that, uh, you know, the spread, for example, just taking a couple points between say Cedar Rapids and an ethanol plant in eastern Nebraska right now, that spread on corns, $0.45. Cents. Okay. And if I take those eastern Iowa versus uh, western Iowa, say Council Bluffs on beans, that spread right now is $0.55 cent premium to the west.
0: Yeah.
5: Um, Decatur's about a 15 to $0.20 cent premium over, say, Cedar Rapids, which that's kind of a normal type scenario okay. as far as okay. that's concerned. But, uh, yeah, it's just crazy these values we're seeing. And, you know, I think last time I was on, we talked about this a little bit. And, uh, you know, the, the ability for rail to execute and to make this all happen, we're in much better shape today than we were yeah. two or three months ago in that regard, not only on rail, but also on the river. But, yeah, the market's ability to get product moved has also been a huge challenge in 2022 and probably is a key ingredient not only being the short short stocks in certain areas but also yes. this transportation situation has added immensely to these basis levels
0: yes yep you know uh, we we've make, we make the point on agri talk quite often that uh the futures market is there to give you the general price trends and and to to discover the the new price every day. But when it comes, when it, when it comes to some of the issues that the market had to deal with in 2022, that's way too complicated for the futures market. And you got to leave the heavy lifting to the basis trade to really figure things out on a regional basis. And when you look at at some of the things that you've already pointed out and the drought in the West and the, and the bigger crops the record crop in yield or corn yield in Illinois, uh, but the differences in the crop from east to west and, and all those log- logistic issues that you talked about, there was a ton of heavy lifting that has had to be done and still has to be done regarding that 2022 crop, correct?
5: Correct. Correct. Um, you know, it's kind of
0: interesting. I you
5: almost, you know, an, al- an analogy I would use is when you talk about the West and say a lot of Iowa and Illinois with a good crop, and then uh, you go East and you had some more deficiencies. So those, those feeding markets in the Southeast in the South and the Southwest, they're incredibly deficient as we speak and probably will be the entire year. It's kind of like a big sandwich and uh, the meat in the middle, the Iowa and Illinois is where a lot of the supply is. And if you're in that area, and if you're producer in that area with huge crops and big prices, you're very blessed this year. You should get down on your knees for twenty twenty two. But at the same point, um, you know those values in those other locations are going to be the tail wagon, the dog and going to be the driver on the uh, on the basis game, yeah. the balance of the year. Um, you know, I was looking here this morning just to compare. 365 days a year, 365 days ago, a year ago, if you will. Cash corn right now <clears throat> is roughly, and this is taking basis into account, 80 cents to a dollar thirty higher than a year ago right now, at yeah. the same day. And beans are you know, again, depending on basis and where you're at, buck and a half to a buck seventy-five, kind of a, a range type number, better than a year ago right now. And in talking to quite a few elevators in the last few days, Chip, uh, we've seen a lot of bean movement, decent corn Mm -hmm. movement. I think we're really close to seeing another big round of corn movement as you get close to that $7 cash area. But uh, we've seen a huge amount of movement, and I think on beans, that's a quick cash source. And my guess is you have some producers that are needing some – pay some uh, (laughs) – Fertilizer bills for next year or the tax man saying go spend some money on this. So they're generating some cash maybe to cover those kind of products. I also hear from these same elevators, deferred payment for January 1st payment is by far a record what they've ever had. And one elevator told me it's double what it's ever been as far as what January payment will be next
0: week. So how does won't that kind of put an end to this basis trade for a little while um
5: in regard to putting some pressure on it is that what you're saying yeah yeah possibly possibly i think uh i think on beans it could more than corn to some degree you know the b if you look at the export side we're, we're in the middle or towards the tail end of our big window as far as bean exports Typically, you get past Jan one that starts doing that transition to Brazil. At the same time, we make that transition on corn, seeing some improvement. We definitely need to see improvement on corn basis, uh, or excuse me, corn exports, and help that market a little bit going forward because we're uh, we're quite a ways behind on pace for corn exports this year. Even though the USDA dropped that number in the last report, we're still not on pace to reach that current number. Uh, unless we see a big window here between now and say Easter mm-hmm. and a lot of it'll have to do with what you know the Argentine Brazilian crop right. look like as you as you progress into the summer months but uh, right. but yeah it's the job of the, as you've mentioned the job of the market is doing that heavy lifting and yep. uh, finding those pockets to get the product moved to so right and we got to remember right. carryouts are still fairly tight you know yep. both on corner beans so
0: yep. Yep. I want to talk more about that in the next segment, Clark, uh, when we do a little bit of a preview of the January 12 uh, annual production summary, quarterly grain stocks, and the uh, supply and demand report. Just to put some, some solid numbers behind what you were saying about year ago versus today, and this is looking at yesterday's Iowa daily cash grain bids report uh, in Northwest Iowa, the average bean price fourteen ninety-five a year ago is thirteen fifteen. Uh Northeast 1454 yesterday, a year ago was twelve ninety-nine. I mean, oh. that's a huge difference year on year, and, and the numbers that you gave us on corner are exactly right. It, it's fascinating stuff. Clark Neighbors
3: to produce higher yields and greater value at harvest, timing is everything.
1: Time now for news of note from Pro Farmer. The Biden administration announced yesterday it will require anyone arriving by air from China, including Hong Kong and Macau, to provide a negative COVID test. Apple and major international automakers aim to gradually shift production away from China. Apple making some MacBooks in Vietnam. Indonesia will start its mandatory 35% palm oil biodiesel blending requirement on February 1st. That's a month later than initially planned, according to the nation's energy ministry. The World Gold Council reports central bank gold purchases were at their highest rate since 1967. China and Russia were the likely leaders in gold purchases, though many central banks, including those two, do not always report gold holdings news of note is taken from the pages of pro farmer you can get more at profarmer.com opinions expressed on agritalk do not necessarily reflect the views of farm journal broadcasting affiliate stations or sponsors when news breaks the newsmakers talk about it on agritalk with chip flory well i heard he needed some help on the farm somebody with Truck and strong Welcome back to get AgriTalk. To I'm Willing Chip
0: Flory. Glad that you're with us. Uh, Davis Michelson is here as well. We're in the middle Hello. of a conversation mm-hmm. with Clark Neighbors, B I S commodities out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, before we get back to Clark, Davis, go ahead and recap where the markets
1: closed. Well, Chip, March, HRW wheat futures were 15 and three quarter cents lower, 866 and one half. March soft red wheat down eleven and one half cents today, to seven seventy four. March corn futures three and one quarter cents lower, six seventy nine and one half. July corn futures closed at six seventy two and three quarters down two today. March soybean futures were two cents higher, fifteen sixteen and one quarter. July beans closed at fifteen twenty six and three quarters, up one and three quarters cents. March cotton sixty two points lower, eighty two sixty four. Livestocks. February fat cattle a buck five higher one fifty eight eighty five. January feeders up thirty two and a half to one eighty three eighty. And February Lean Hog Futures down two twelve and one half to eighty-eight sixty-seven and one half. That's your quick market recap. Back to you, buddy.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Davis. Uh Clark Neighbors with BIS Commodities is our guest today. Hey, before we look too far ahead, let's look at what's uh what's going on in the market right now, Clark, because back to back higher closes above 15 bucks in March beans makes it feel like soybeans are trying to prove something. What, what is that something?
5: Well, it's interesting. You know, you were talking about that earlier in the broadcast and the bean market has been impressive. As you mentioned, going back to October, um, Mm My best guess is that something is it's the time of year where you tend to add weather premium in South America, as you mentioned, Argentina, you know, and that storyline seems to kind of dominate the, uh, the trade news right now, I guess you'd say. Now, I think a person needs to be a little careful worrying about the issues in Argentina, because on the opposite end of that is Brazil's in very good shape. Um, as everybody knows, most analysts are talking what, 20, 25 million metric ton more beans out of Brazil this year, potentially, granted, it's not in the bin yet. Yep. Maybe we shave 10 out of Argentina, net, net, you're still bigger supply than a year ago. But getting back to your question, I think what you take away from that is with the $15 beans or however you want to look at that, is we've seen a big move in meal over the last 30 days. Yep. Argentina is the biggest exporter of yep. meal in the world. You know, Does that mean because of a later crop, because of a smaller crop, we have a little more meal business potential here in the U.S., and I think that's what spurred the meal market over the last 30 days and has helped keep this momentum going on soybeans because it just seems like soybeans catches the wind of the, the bean oil, and if bean yep. oil fails, it catches the, <laughs> the wind of yep. the meal, And right now it's, you know, it seems to be the least um, headwind in the grain markets right now. And I don't know. It just kind of feels like it's the seasonality. The market likes to kind of firm up into that January crop report. And maybe that's what it's trying to do to see what those numbers are. Get us to the middle of January. See what weather looks like in Brazil and more importantly, Argentina. And then does that value... um, you know, give us a situation where there could be some more weather premium. And if not, you know, the, the job of the market is to ration demand. We've got a pretty good price in these markets right now. Yep. Um, yep. I think new crop corn and beans, as of this date, we've never been at this price, for example. So right. um, producers need to keep that in mind. We're very good values. Yes, we have tight stocks in the US and potentially the world but there's also possibilities world stocks could could slowly build and we're going to know a lot more about that in the next what 90 to 120 days as right. the South American crop comes out.
0: Yep, yep. You know, looking back at the year and some of the market stories that developed soybean oil and the and the spread against meal uh has it's right up at Close to the top of the list of market stories for me because we every you know guys like you guys like me that that were brought up in the business uh, understanding that soybean meal drives the crush drives the price of beans if meal isn't rallying beans ain't gonna rally that just got flipped upside down and turned on its head in 2022 with the way the beans linked up with oil for a good chunk of that rally, didn't it?
5: Absolutely. You know, and then, you know, I suppose you throw in the fact of the increased crush because of the biofuel story, and that, yeah. I think, helps drive that drive Absolutely. that storyline, the bean oil, obviously, too. And you had issues in Malaysia last winter and last spring with, you know— uh, production issues there i mean it was just like the perfect storm for oil there for a while now it's right. settled it down and meal seems to have taken the baton since then but um yeah it's
0: but it's for like it's, it's 450 meal that's taking the baton right <laughs> i mean jeez right well and all
5: right so you got 450 meal all right and we talked mm-hmm. before the break where we are versus a year ago um mm-hmm. The other side of the coin to switch to corn, yeah, maybe quietly, maybe not quietly. Ethanol margins have backed off sharply. Um, I was talking to an ethanol plant today, smallest margins in two years. Mm. Uh, we, we didn't see a good uh, production number this morning on the uh, EIA report. Right. Uh, it's the biggest amount of ethanol stocks we've had in late December ever. Uh, unleaded demand continues to be concerning. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. out of the last 40 weeks in ethanol demand in the U.S., 37 of those have been lower than a year ago. So I'm not trying to sound like doomsday ethanol by any means, but I think it's a little bit of a headwind right now with corn prices where they're at, especially in the West. Um, It's going to be interesting to watch how this ethanol industry navigates because a year ago at this time, the margins in ethanol were staggeringly good. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've seen a big transition now where that's kind of leveled off. So, uh, and this is a time of year where those stocks tend to build. So, again, that's just a storyline showing, you know, the market goes to a value where it tries to ration demand. And that might be an example that we're seeing right here, right now.
0: Right, right. You know, I, we should give you the numbers on ethanol production, everybody, because we did not get that into the news. Uh, but ethanol production in the weekend of December 23rd averaged 963,000 barrels per day, down 66,000 barrels on average uh, per day from the previous week. Um, ethanol stocks in the week jumped up to 24.636 up from 24.067 so up more than 600,000 barrels uh from the previous week so some adjustments some adjustments are obviously happening there i don't think there's any question clark uh you you said the highest new crop corn bean prices that we've ever had at this time of the year
5: as of this day obviously as of this rate.
0: date yes yeah, yeah. um what do you do with them?
5: I think you need to pay attention. Um, You know, obviously there's a fair amount of the Brazil growing and I should say South American growing season to go, obviously ours, but Mm -hmm. I think a person needs to look at their value, see where they're at, start making some plans. If they haven't probably have some sales in place and keep feeding into that as we approach springtime. Um, I mean, right here, right now, these markets seemed fairly well supported, but, you know, things can always change and, um, I, I, I wouldn't fall asleep at the switch. Let's put it that right. way. I think
0: right. these are good
5: opportunities, take advantage of them, get things in order as far as, uh, looking at logistical needs. Cause that is so important anymore as far as moving product, um, have your trucking or whatever you need to move your product. And I guess the last thing I you know I also like to bring up in that chip is I, I think it's vastly important for producers to understand the cost of money and this interest situation we're in. Yes. Um, if you're using seven and a half percent interest, um, the value of corn is about six cents a month, give or take, and beans are like 13 to 15 cents a month. That's just interest mm. cost. Start adding that up, that becomes a rather costly adventure, you know, in today's market, when everything's really high, it's, you know, or, or margins are good. It's it's easy to forget that, but uh, cost to carry in that, in that bin gets a little more expensive now in this environment. So high price range, higher interest rates are big, you know, went almost a generation where we haven't had to worry about interest rates. Right.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, Uh, Yeah. I'm glad you put those numbers out there because it just feels like we need to kind of scale, scale back your expectations and, and, and redo the math on, on uh, filling up those bins. Clark, we've only got 45 seconds left. You got to give me the, 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 the first thing that you're looking for in the January 12 reports.
5: Well, I think the thing you watch the closest is the stocks. That's always the indicator. I mean, Folks are going to watch what the production number is, what the yield yeah. is. But I think that stocks number gives you a good indication of where that first quarter demand is and or was. We're obviously trailing on the, uh, on the, uh, on the export side of corn, uh, yeah. and we know that we're trailing a tiny bit on the ethanol side. That feed number or feed usage number is going to be interesting to watch. We're right on par pretty much uh, on, on soybean exports. Crush has been really good. But I think that stocks number tells us a lot going okay. forward. I'm anticipating that corn number to be slightly less than last year, say give or take a little over $11 billion.
0: Okay. All right, buddy. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Thank you so much for making time for us this year, and we'll lean on you again next year.
5: All the best, Chip. Have a Happy New Year yourself.
0: All right. That's Clark Neighbors, BIS Commodities. Davis and I will be right back to wrap it up.
4: So call us at eight five five
1: four talk ag and tell us what's on your mind. Well, and I will say if you're gonna if you're gonna call yet today, you best hustle. Because yes. we're coming down to it, good people. I mean we'll we'll get to you if we can, but uh tick tock tick tock, as they say. Davis Michelson here. Thanks for tuning into Agri-Talk Chip Flores here as well. Um Basis was uh, you know, A great conversation today with Clark Neighbors from BIS Commodities, but I'm walking away from the conversation just a little bit of a sting. We didn't mention the ethanol numbers in the news, and uh, it feels like maybe we should have. I don't know if I can characterize Clark Neighbors as worried about ethanol, but production down, stocks up sharply. Chip, are are we worried about ethanol, or is is, this kind of what you'd expect?
0: part of, well now now wait a second this was as of december 23rd so um the production side of things concerns me a little bit but the and and the stocks you know they should have been flowing out to the retail locations mm-hmm. in anticipation of the travel yes
1: that's exactly where i'm coming from
0: now did the storm and the expectations of the storm Shut that down, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. Um, we're at the time of the year where if we're going to do a little bit of maintenance, maybe around the holidays is the time of the year that you do some maintenance at production facilities. So maybe there's a little bit of a shutdown there on the production side. Um, There's some variables that that uh, create some fuzz in those numbers. At at this time of the year that I, I, I'm not saying that it's good news. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't a good uh, weekly ethanol production report, Uh, but let's not call this a trend yet. Let's, let's see what happens in the first couple of weeks of January. I mean, let's seriously, we need the next report. still going to have too much, um, um, you know, fuzz in the picture blurriness in the numbers i would just assume get the first two weeks of january data uh in in our knowledge bank before we try to before we try to uh
1: read too much into it okay okay well i feel a little bit better and okay. you're right i mean i did because i thought to myself well it, you know it's one of the busiest travel weeks of the year right. that that data came from you would think yeah. that that send outs would have been a little bit more aggressive but you're right man with the, with that storm and as as widespread as that was that would make sense if maybe people yeah. weren't driving quite as much consumption right. a little bit down that makes sense and, the, makes and there could
0: there could you know there could be some replacement uh, a, a replacement surge coming up in the in the next report that will be as of, let's see, that was the 23rd, so as of the 30th, okay, as of tomorrow. So uh, we're going to have to wait and see if there is a little bit of clarity in that.
1: You asked Clark Neighbors from BIS Commodities, uh, what are soybeans trying to prove? Mm-hmm. And he went uh, two places at the same time. He went to South America and he went to weather. Mm-hmm. Um if I followed him correctly, there's a certain amount of weather premium built in based on, uh, I think in particular, probably Argentina Argentina weather. Sure. But then also sort of a soybeans in wait and see mode on South American weather to see if it actually does equate to a change in yield.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know. Are you I, happy I think... with that? Are you happy well, with that? I... Mm, I, it is that what soybeans back.
1: are doing? Mm, I don't know. I think it goes back. I thought you <laughs> to... always knew the answers when you asked a question. Isn't that the thing? No. You never ask a question you don't I'm, know the answer to. I you, can't do it, but it's I, you know, the ideal. I've kind of gotten over that. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> There's wisdom I'm, in that. There's wisdom
0: I'm, in that. I'm, yeah, but the thing is I'm not nearly afraid of sounding stupid on the air as what I once was. So mm. uh, you know you, you do it enough, and y- y- the the Pish the posh. scariness part of it starts uh. to wear off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we 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 are fortunate to have a bunch of smart people gathered around us, which oh, you uh, darn right tends to make our job a little easier when it comes oh, to the questions.
0: It's unbelievable, you know. If you can't <laughs> tell, I, I'm going to get back to your your original. Yeah. If you can't tell, I've been reflecting back on that. Uh, uh, more than a little bit here mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. just how fortunate we are to have the people yeah. that are willing to come on the show and have these conversations with us. My gosh, Davis. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's just uh, uh boy. I've, well, I, I've, ha- I've had, I, I've had a rewarding career to this point, mm-hmm. but, but I'm telling you, Every day now, when we get when we get people on the show and we have these these conversations, and they really open up, and 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 it feels like they are telling us what they really feel about what's going on in the world and in the marketplace. It's so yeah. rewarding.
1: Well, it is, and you know, you and I clearly, uh, you especially have opinions about uh why we think something is the way that it is or you know whatever we we have in our heads oh well this is how this works we have the luxury of having a stream of smart people coming in and sharing what they think is going on here and in a way i've found it to be very liberating to sometimes just be like what do you make of it what is the deal here you know right and right. you pick somebody's brain about something. Well,
0: and and not only that, but to have a a, a listening audience mm-hmm. that challenges us on a near daily
1: basis. Indeed,
0: yep. To ask the questions. To oh, they ask, keep us honest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and to have the conversations. Now back to the original question that you yes. asked there. Yes. I think as prices were, as we started to work up from the October low. The Mm -hmm. the whole thing was designed to kind of get to what we were talking about today. This bean market has performed much better since uh, that October low than I think it's been given credit for. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a psychological, there's nothing going on in this market. When in reality, since October, the bean market has been telling us stocks are too doggone tight in the U.S. They're loosening up a bit globally, but still too tight to be comfortable and now that we're trimming some supply, they they took a lot of the weather premium out of the bean market, and now can back to back can uh, closes higher closes above fifteen bucks. I think that's telling us that we've got more than a small problem down in South America. We got the free for all coming your way tomorrow morning, right here on AgriTalk.